again, everybody. Once again, it is time for the Mainland Podcast, and this is episode 359. I'm your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, which is an independent website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. Joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, David Rowe is your co-host. Dave, how you doing? I'm well, I'm shocked, amazed, surprised, and happy. That's a lot of things. It is. Shocked, but they're all amazed, true. Surprised and happy. All right. Reminds me of my favorite uh, family ties line of all time, which is I'm shocked and happy. I'm shappy. Shappy. I'm definitely shappy. All right. So, Orlando City, I'm assuming you're talking about the 4 0 win on July 4th. Yeah, what a way to celebrate Independence Day with a bunch of people who were not born in this country going out and getting us for uh, four goals. True, but some of one of them was people, born here. Yeah, I was going to say some of those yeah. people were born here, and one of them that scored a goal was born here. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that made it a if you count the entire of Saturday, Sunday, and through the Tuesday holiday, if you count that all as a holiday weekend, Dave, twelve point weekend for the club. 12 points, every section putting in three plus points. Just mwah, beautiful. Yes, indeed. All right. So uh, four nil was the win over Toronto FC. Neither of us predicted a four nil win. Oh, no, we actually did both predict a win. Mm -hmm. uh, you predicted a two one win. I predicted a one nil win, but neither of us were going to go out on a four nil win limb. No, we weren't. Uh, they had everything going for them. They were on a long losing streak. They had a new coach could get the new coach bump. Uh, and yet somehow, and, and they had the July 4th streak that we talked about. The uh, the Lions had never won on the 4th of July. It came into that game 0-2-1. And boom, got to win. Boom, indeed. Got to play a Canadian team on the 4th of July. That's the That's the key. I, I did mention that, that that might be the difference maker. Yeah, it, well, it might have made the difference or it might have made no difference. But the bottom line is we both said on our last show, this was a game that Orlando City had to win because of what's coming up. Two straight road games uh, going into the the League's Cup break. It's not really a break because they're playing, but it's a break from MLS play and uh, difficult places to play. They're going to Rail Salt Lake on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a bit. That's a difficult place to play, even though RSL is not not great at home this year. They're two, four and four and their last six games at home, two losses and four draws. So they're a little bit of a downward spiral at home, but they're on a positive spiral overall. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's a difficult place to play third game in eight days and flying across the country, playing at altitude. Uh, when Real Salt Lake has been off since last Saturday, when they defeated Toronto FC on the road, 1-0. There are challenges, to be certain. Yeah, it will be difficult. So we felt like this was a game Orlando City had to win. And in years past, it was the kind of game they might not have won. But now the team is four games without a loss, two wins and two draws in the last four games, looking to extend it on Saturday night out west in the mountains. And uh, we hope they can do that. But let's first talk about the game against Toronto FC. This was a game that 
I was a little concerned we might have a delay with the weather. It was uh, raining and crappy just before kickoff, but uh, mm-hmm. it cleared up and no problems. No, um, you know, there wasn't any delay or anything like that. So it was good. Uh, yeah, no delay, uh, especially this time of year. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. So they, uh, you know, bottom line is that Orlando came out pretty strong again. It was a, it wasn't like as quickly, they didn't really get going as quickly as they did against Chicago in terms of, of starting to dominate play, but it didn't take that long. It was a few, few minutes of playing between the boxes. Neither team really kind of getting a grip of the game in the first few minutes, but then, oh, oh boy, did things take off. There was, there was a chance in the seventh minute for Mauricio Pereira to score into an empty net. And for the second time in just a few matches, the captain completely misses the target with the goalkeeper nowhere in sight, a gaping net in front of him. And I, I don't know. We don't say the the Y word because because uh, of Ted Lasso, but uh, it looks like Mari's got the yips. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not great, Bob. Uh, look, it's I'm not saying it was an easy shot. I mean, it was it was bouncing up. He got under it, um, but that's the type of thing that a player of his caliber should be able to adjust and put the ball in the back of the net. So you know whether it's difficult or not, he's he has to make as a as a uh, former DP bought down with money. You know, tam player, he's got to be able to make that shot and it's like you said two times recently not great and especially since he hasn't scored a goal all season what the man needs to do is pretend that the back of the net is a teammate and just pass him the ball just just pass the ball because he's a passer he's not a he's not a shooter he's a passer so he gets in trouble when he shoots so maybe he needs to pass it into the into the net and certainly there was Plenty of time and space with uh, former Lion Greg Ranjitsing nowhere to be seen after uh, diving and, and trying to block the cross and only getting a piece of it. All it did was tee him up Pereira uh, for an easy goal that should have been and wasn't. So right then I'm going, oh, no, <laughs> not yeah, again. You're, right. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Uh, it's going to be that type of it's going to be that type of match. Please, please, please. No. Yeah. Thankfully, that was not the case because uh, nine minutes later, the ball was in the net and it was from an unlikely source. A, a really nice cross from Rafael Santos finds Cesar Araujo and the header is in the net and it's one nil. Cesar's scored goals before, but this is his first MLS goal. First MLS goal, a very nice late run into the back uh, uh, on the back post uh, for a header. And defensively, nobody on the back post. He is wide open for that cross that just made it past everybody. He's got an absolute free look on goal. Very, very well taken by him. And as you say, into the back of the net. Took advantage of the runs being made by Duncan McGuire and Facundo Torres. And, uh, you know, he just kind of snuck in the back door there. And and there he was. And Santos found him and 1-0. Nice goal. And... uh Ivan Angulo also with a, a hockey assist there as he is the one that slipped Santos down the, the left flank. And uh, it didn't really take long for things to get going beyond that. Santos got free again down the left. This time uh, did not get his cross in cleanly. It deflected off a defender. It looked 
for all the world, like it was going to just bounce in easily for Ranjit Singh to pick up. Duncan McGuire had other ideas. He decided to, uh, to use his hustle, which he often does. And he got in front of Ranjit Singh just in time to get a foot to it and put it inside the near post. A little bit of a howler from Ranjit Singh, who, who I'm sure he didn't expect any danger coming on that. He looked like for all the world, it was just going to bounce straight to him. But that's why you really can't just stand and wait for a ball, because you never know if you don't see somebody in your peripheral vision, you can at least assume that they're coming. So maybe take a step towards the ball and that doesn't happen. But I'm glad he didn't because it was 2-0 in the 22nd minute. Yeah, a nice little uh, pinky toe poke from uh, McGuire to get his, I believe, seventh on the the season. Quite a season for the rookie. Um, If you're a uh, subscriber to the... uh, uh, mainland through the buy me a coffee. Um, I had, you know, a couple of weeks back, I'd done a little thing on Duncan and how things are looking for him. And, and man, just, uh, fantastic from, from him and just enough, just enough. And that's all you need is just enough from a striker, little poachy goal and lines are up to now. Yeah. Very good instincts there. And it is indeed his seventh goal of the season to go along with two assists. So, uh, well done by the rookie. That was all the scoring in the first half. There were other chances, not quite as clear cut. Uh, Ranjit Singh did make some good saves in this game, even though uh, he lost 4-0. But um, really, there wasn't much danger. After the second goal, though, there was a little bit. uh, There was a period after the second goal where Orlando was still on the front foot for a few minutes, and, and... Duncan smashed one off the post. I mean, he got slipped into the box, and... Absolutely crushed the ball. Ranjit Singh had no chance unless the ball didn't hit the target and it didn't. It hit the cross or hit the left post instead. Bounced right back to Ranjit Singh. It hit him in the back of the legs. He had no idea where that ball was until it touched him. And then he, he was able to cover. And that was uh, very, very close to a, a brace for uh, young Duncan McGuire. And then moments after that, it seemed like Orlando kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. At the other end, Bernadeschi was given way too much space out top, and he hit the post, same side, left post. Uh, you can't let the best scoring op, you know, scoring player on the other team's roster uh, in terms of who was on the, the field, you can't let him have that much time and space outside the box. Certainly not. And, and uh, you know, the left post, post uh, taketh and the less left post giveth say that three times um uh, left post had a great game uh we'll, we'll get to it again later but um yeah no that's the we we were fortunate uh the lions were fortunate that that wasn't a goal because you know at that point yeah you're up to nil but you know two one things you know change toronto feels you know a little bit better and uh fortunate it wasn't the case what you're saying dave is that goals change games i am saying that indeed uh, luckily, the water break came out shortly after that because Orlando was dropping too deep. And um, I asked Oscar about that after the game, if, he, if that was something he noticed and if, did he say anything at, at the water break? And he said, yeah, I did think that we were given too much space and dropping too deep. We did the same thing against Chicago, he said. and uh, But they were able to kind of regather themselves after the water break and they were fine. And uh, like I said, it gets to the half at 2-0 and the Lions are, are looking pretty good. And then uh, the second half, Orlando comes out strong again. Uh, didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but Bernadeschi took a yellow card on a foul on Kyle Smith just a couple minutes after the restart. Not good for him, as it turned out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, Orlando started to kind of get back into the game again. And uh, there were some subs came in and, and some excellent substitutions here with uh, just a couple days rest, uh, bringing on some energy. Enrique came on from McGuire, which means he rested for more than half an hour. So he looks like he'll probably be good to go for Real Salt Lake, maybe even start that game. And Ojeda came on for Pereira. Same thing. Maori gets a, a rest. And, um, you know, aside from the the missed net, and he, he had another miss that was a, a little more difficult uh, shot from the left, his passing was again right on. I think I think it was him that threaded the ball through to to uh, dunk, uh, Duncan for the hit off the post. He also gave Angulo an absolute gem of a pass that should have had Angulo in behind all alone on the goalkeeper, but Angulo couldn't handle it. So um, that was that uh, was difficult, but Ojeda on for Pereira. And uh, things just got better from there. It was 2-0 early in the second half and just past the hour mark. Bernadeschi gets called for another foul, and this time it was Wilder Cartagena as uh, they two were jawing a little bit, and uh, Bernadeschi got into him, got a second yellow, and off he went. Uh, I will say, though, that today, as uh, Thursday, as we're recording this, Cartagena got a a fine for embellishment for that play, but hey, it worked. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, I'm I'm certain that whatever little fine he got was uh was worth the uh having Bernadeschi uh seen off. Yeah, so they're down to ten men. Their best scoring threat is now out of the game. It's been a frustrating season for him and for Toronto, and uh, now Orlando's got a little more space on the ball. Galese also got booked in that because he came way out of his net to bark at the uh, Toronto player. Um, and then so Toronto uh, tried to counter, brought in CJ Sapong for Io Akinola because CJ Sapong is a, a guy who likes to score against Orlando City, uh, but did not in this game because obviously they finished with no goals. Uh, and then Erchankara came on for Angulo. Dagger Dan also came on at the same time for Kyle Smith. And uh, then good things happened because with uh, Toronto still trying to get back in the game and take something, even though they were down a man, they were leaving spaces in behind and great, fantastic pass over the top by Araujo in the 77th minute uh, onto a great run from Dagger Dan. He gets to the ball before Ranjitsin rounds him, puts in an empty net. It's three nil in the 77th minute. Yeah. Yeah. Ding dong. Loved it. Dagger and Dan over. Game over, Dagger Dan putting the dagger in Toronto, and uh, the celebration was on. Icelandic man, ice is the game. Uh, but the Lions weren't done. They weren't done at all. They still had no. stuff they wanted to do. Luca Petrasso then came on for Facundo Torres, give him a little bit of rest. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> no, not enough. <laughs> but uh, but he and he may start on the bench Saturday. Or I mean, he's a young dude. Maybe he doesn't start on the bench. Who knows? Uh, but then, I mean, Orlando continued to look dangerous. Enrique had some chances. He he tried to score a similar goal to the one he scored against Chicago, but he missed the net by a, a, just a few inches. And then late in the game, another great pass. Uh, this time, Araujo picks up uh, Ojeda at the top of the box. Ojeda has trouble digging it out of his feet, and then he just backheels it behind him uh, onto the run of Erchankara, who struck it first time and knocked it in 4-0. And that is your final Four for the good guys, nothing for the bad guys. 
both strikers uh, with goals. Um, <laughs> Araujo getting the rare, rare MLS goal and Dagger Dan getting his first. You could not have asked for more from this match. Uh, well, I guess you could have. I mean, there were missed chances, but but still, uh, obviously, we didn't anticipate a 4-0 victory, uh, but that is exactly what happened, and I loved every single minute of it. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats told the domination. I mean, uh, Orlando had 60% of the possession, outshot Toronto 18-6, had nine shots on target to Toronto's none, which means Galicia gets a... Uh, shut out the clean sheet without even having to face a shot and make a save. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, passing accuracy, Orlando passed at 91% in this game as a team. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I mean, look, there's been times where this club has has done well in passing, but I don't know that. I, I, I feel fairly confident in saying that they've never done 91% as a team. Yeah, and corners were 8-2 in favor of the Lions. So they were just a total domination and i would be remiss if i didn't bring up the fact that even the center backs didn't have to do a lot in this game they didn't have a lot of stats and that's because wilder cartagena and cesar arojo were fantastic and even when they you know when the ball got down the the flanks facundo torres tracked back van angulo tracked back mauricio Pereira tracked back Everybody helped out. It was a very good defensive effort. And I know this isn't a very good Toronto team and they were missing some key players, but you got to play who's in front of you. And this was, this was a dominant performance and, you know, another, another home result. So the team's starting to get results at home regularly now. And, uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty good thing to see. It's a very good thing to see. And, you know, look, if this had been a match, you know, like I predicted one nil, you know, you still feel good about a victory, but you know, maybe you you don't dominate a team like that, that you should dominate. Um, but fortunately the lions did indeed do so. So four nil, um, I, I believe it's also, uh, the 11th result in or, or the 10th result in 11 matches. Um, not bad, which is, which is not too shabby. And that's five wins, four draws. Or no, five wins, five draws. Um, and so, yeah, there's not much to complain about at the moment. Not much at all. That was a, a well, uh, a, I should say it was an enjoyable game. And we don't really get to take deep breaths very often, but <laughs> Orlando City, seven goals in the last two home games. That's not bad. Uh, keep it going, guys. I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. So we talked about Cesar and Wilder. Um, Hafa Santos had maybe his best game, one of his mm-hmm. best games, certainly, since joining the club. Uh, both strikers were able to strike. Got two aces. Two aces. That's, man, two aces. Two aces. Nice to see everybody contributing, except Torres. Torres had a little bit of a quiet game. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it happens. Everybody else stepped up so much, so he didn't have to. He didn't. He didn't. So that was good. And um, uh, we should mention uh, that Torres made the team of the match day after the Chicago win. Mm -hmm. And then the Lions were all over the team of the match day for match day 23 because there were only six games in MLS. And one of them only made it to halftime before it was abandoned due to bad weather. So uh, congratulations to Cesar Araujo, who made the first team team of the match day. And uh, to Antonio Carlos, also who made the first team. And uh, I 
basically said on Twitter that if Cesar Araujo got left off the team of the match day, I was going to riot, even if it was a one-man riot. Uh, Cartagena and Ojeda made the bench. I don't think we've had that many Lions on uh, team of the match day, match of the team day, day of the match team uh, at any point. So I, I will take it even if it is, there were only six matches with one of them being abandoned. doesn't matter. Take it when you can get it. Yeah. Uh, Cesar, however, did not win player of the match day. He should have. He got my number, my first place vote. Uh, yep. That went to Ricky Pooge because he plays in a larger market. Yep, makes sense. Attacking midfielder gets a goal and assist. Okay, that's fine. Defensive midfielder gets a goal and assist. To me, that's better. Uh, well, especially when all of his defensive stat statistics are also still very good. Yeah, he did a great job. So, in our minds, Cesar is player of the match day and speaking of player of the match or man of the match um he's my man of the match dave what about you he's my man of the match i mean it's it's pretty obvious so uh like you say goal and assist and all the normal defensive things that he does pretty easy decision yeah i would not have argued if you'd gone with wilder i would not have argued if you'd gone with uh, santos um but you know that's you and I are on the same page on this one. That's all. And both of those guys had an excellent match. I mean, you know, Duncan had a good match. Uh, a lot of guys had a good match in this one. When you have a 4-0 win, a lot of players have to do some good stuff. Yeah, most of the players did do a lot of good stuff in this game, and that's why you get a 4-0 win. Yep. Let's all right. Do it again. The next game for the Lions, Saturday night at the stadium formerly known as Rio Tinto. Now it's America first field. Uh, so bad. Sounds like something right out of a, a MAGA hat. <laughs> so but, bad. But, you know, it's uh, that's what they call it now. 930 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so late kickoff. And uh, I'll be covering that from. Uh, well, I would be covered from home like I normally do for road games, but I'll be covering it from my sister's home in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, the cool thing about, you know, the Internet is. You can do it from pretty much anywhere. So, I mean, you have the signal. It goes everywhere. It's everywhere, man. All right, Dave, we've got uh, our key matchups and score predictions for the Real Salt Lake game coming up in just a bit. We'll talk a little bit about OCB at Huntsville on Sunday. And, of course, we've got to get to our mailbag box. So we're going to do all of that right after this. And we are back. And Dave, no guest this week. It is, it is still a holiday week, and I'm traveling, so uh, I needed to cut some things short. So uh, let's get on with the show and talk about the things that our listeners want to talk, want us to talk about. And that means we've got to look in the mailbag box. Oh, Michael, I love the mailbag box. Yes, you do, Dave. Yes, you do. You've got the shirt to prove it. You can get that in our web shop. Go to themainland.com and click on our shop link and you'll see this beautiful beautiful shirt that proclaims your love for the mailbag box and you can buy one they're fairly inexpensive and if you happen to be a buy me a coffee subscriber uh you have a discount that's now that right there is a reason to become a subscriber to the mainland you uh, you absolutely do have a reason right there 
So uh, anyway, uh, there's a couple of ways you can ask us anything here at the Mainland Podcast. It can be Orlando City related. That's what most of our our questions are about. But it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't even have to be about soccer. You can ask us anything. And the ways you can do that are as follows. Hit us up on Twitter when it works at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC. You can email us at mainland at gmail.com. Or you can go to the mainland.com and go to the mainland podcast page and fill out the form that's on there and it will email us for you. So several ways you can do it. We would love to hear from you. And let's take a look at what's in the Gmail to start. All right. All right. We've got a, uh, an I love the mailbag box email from Christian Aleva. All right. What's Christian say? Says congratulations on episode 359. He congratulates us for every number. You know what? That is really kind of him. It is. I like it. He says, in honor of the four-goal performance Orlando City had versus Toronto, what is the last thing you did four times within a 90-minute window? I'm going to say probably drank a beer. Yeah, that was my first thought, but that's not the most recent thing that I did four times in 90 minutes. I... I take long walks on the weekend. So okay. um, my walk on Saturday was about four and a third miles. And that was in just about an hour and 18 minutes or so. So I walked one mile four times in 90 minutes most recently. Well, that's a lot healthier than, uh, you know, me having four beers in 90 minutes, which I'm almost certain that that's probably what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, probably on the fourth. Uh, of July, um, <laughs> but in honor of Fourth of July and and also being responsible, I was having uh, Cigar City High Low, uh, a session IPA, which is only four percent, which also goes in with a four, so it's you know numerology or something. Neat. I didn't get to drink any beers on the Fourth of July. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Well, I had to work. I had to work the game. Well, that's true. I Still was sad. being responsible. And if I do have a couple of beers before the game, I get really tired because <laughs> <laughs> then I, it's the stopping drinking that makes me tired. Not the, con- you know, if I could just continue, I'd be wide awake, <laughs> but of course you can't. And so, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. All right. All well, right. Uh, thank yeah. you, Christian, for the mailbag box offering. He also signs off by saying, stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, San Diego. Uh, stay classy, San Diego. I'm not even, uh, we're not even from there. No, and I'm not going to do, uh, the quote I was thinking about from that movie because this is a family friendly podcast. Yeah, that would, that would be a good idea, I think. All right. We also have something in the Twitter that I don't know if it was intended for the mailbag box, but it was a question directed to us. It just doesn't have the hashtag. And ordinarily, it's hard for us to find those. Uh, when the hashtag is not there, but it's a very recent at mention. So it's, it's high in my notifications. So I'm going to read it. This is from Chris wise. And he asks, so is Orlando city going to be the last MLS team on threads thoughts, the mainland. I have no idea how many MLS teams are on threads. I only Mm -hmm. just today myself joined and I am not, even all that familiar with how it all works. So um, maybe, 
Um, yes, it's possible that that will be the case. It's also possible it will not be the case. Uh, I guess that's my answer. But really, the real true answer and the correct answer is I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if they ever get on there. I don't have a Threads account. I may get one. I may not. But I am on the computer so often. I will probably need some kind of a desktop version uh, for me to maximize the ability to use it. I uh, I do use my phone sometimes, but I don't really use my phone for social that much. Yeah, uh, I do, which is, you know, there's a couple reasons why I got on today, and but I haven't had any time to explore it. Um, I also think that the, you know, the social media team with the club is, is they're pretty good. So I, I would, uh-huh. I would, ex- I would expect that they'll, you know, they can see the writing on the wall with Twitter, like the rest of us can, and they're probably, you know, looking at other options. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did yeah. something soon. I don't know if they have a Mastodon. I don't know if they have a blue sky. Speaking of which, if you've got a blue sky invitation to give, please send one to us right here at the mainland at uh, the mainland at gmail.com. I would love to get on uh, blue sky. I'd be nice to have the mainland on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be a, a nice thing to have. So uh, we would appreciate that. Um, you know, if you happen to have one, if you're on there and you happen to have an invite, you're not really sure what to do with it. Please send it our way. That'd be great. Yes. Yes. We'd appreciate it. I think that might be it for the Twitters, Dave. All right. Yeah. I've got nothing uh, on my end of Twitters under the hashtag, which is always a little disappointing, but you know, I get it short week and holiday and all that. So, you know, no worries. Just, you know, get it something in for next week. The fans are content for now. After a four nil win. I would hope so. Yeah. Seven one aggregate this week. So they're feeling pretty good. Yeah. That is good stuff. All right. Thank you for the questions. We appreciate it. Get your questions in for next week. A couple of ways you can do it. You can ask us anything. Hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC. Email us at themainland at gmail.com or go to themainland.com and to the mainland podcast page on mainland.com and uh, fill out the little form. So lots of ways you can do it. We also ask, we always do this. We always ask this. You don't always listen, but we do always ask if you uh, get this podcast, you like it, wherever you get it, rate us and review us. And if you do that on Apple podcasts and it's a five star rating with a review, we'll read it on the air and we will thank you profusely. But we did not get any this week on the Apple podcast. No new five star ratings with reviews, Uh, but maybe next week. I, I hope so. Once again, we understand everybody's busy with the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You had insane hot dog eating contests to watch which yeah i really think is probably the most overrated part of the fourth of july these days yeah and and you had to go listen to country music while watching things blow up in the air and being bitten by mosquitoes i really cannot watch those guys in those hot dog eating contests dave it just grosses me out so badly yeah, because I mean, they're like they're the water with the bun. And so you have a soggy bun. And so yeah. I think that's actually the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I can't watch them. It's just every part of it makes me want to throw up. And hey, I got a lot of respect for them. They they earn money doing it because for some reason, people are willing to pay them to do it. But um, yeah, and to sponsor them for doing so. But uh, 
there are professional cornhole tournaments right at this point. I think it's on ESPN, the Ocho. So yeah. uh, nothing surprises me. I think it's just one of the weirdest things that has become a Fourth of July tradition. But uh, and I know that it was in danger because they were they were having bad weather and some reports were that it was canceled. And I was I was thinking to myself, if only there was a way to eat a ridiculously stupid amount of hot dogs indoors. Yeah, but we don't have the technology, Mike. Oh, that can't be done. Cannot be done. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) The Young Lions are in action this weekend, Dave. They're coming off a big road win at Cincinnati, and they will have to try to duplicate that at Huntsville. They are at Huntsville on Sunday. That game is on at 7 p.m. And that game, Dave, I will tell you, is... I don't know how what the ratings are for their games, but it's right after the U.S. women play Wales at four o'clock and an hour into the OCB game, the U.S. men will kick off against Canada. Ooh, that's uh, some rough scheduling there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's an OCB sandwich between the men's and or women's and men's teams for the U.S. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm happy that Sean will be covering that game and I'm going to. I'm going to flip over at eight o'clock and, and uh, see if the U S can knock off Canada again. Yeah, no, I will be doing the same. I'm just really happy about that because of course I write on Sundays for Monday morning lion links and that's three links right there that I don't even have to think about three major sections of your lion links for Monday, right there in those three games. That's for sure. Yeah, that's nice. All right, Dave, Real Salt Lake, Orlando city. This is going to be a tough game. We already mentioned this is a good team. They're fourth in the West. Although if Orlando was in the West with their point total, they would be second. Wow. Um, But I will also say RSL has a good record against Eastern Conference teams this year. So they cannot be taken lightly, uh, especially on short rest at altitude in their place. It's going to be a difficult one. Um. They are going to be missing Rubio Rubin. He's uh, off with the Guatemalan national team. So that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, it's uh, this is a team that's been scoring by committee. They've got four scoring leaders all on four goals apiece. So there's um, there's not really one lockdown player. You've got to just kind of be conscious of everybody. And uh, and that includes center back Justin Glad, who has three goals on these on the season. I don't know what it's like to have a center back having three goals on the season, but um, I think maybe <laughs> I don't know who's the last one to have three goals in a season for Orlando. Was it Seb Hines? Maybe. It, yeah, in a season, yeah, maybe. Wow, I'm not sure, but yeah, it could have been um, a center back getting three goals is it's unheard of. I gotta say, yeah. uh, it's but very yeah. rare at the very least. <laughs> This is a team that comes in, Dave, at eight, seven, and six on 30 points. Um, they are uh, in pretty good form, like I mentioned. They uh, they have struggled, though, at home. They're two, four, and four at home, uh, but they are unbeaten in their last six games, four, zero, oh, and two. Uh, but they, again, like I mentioned, six matches at home since their last win at home. They're 0 oh, two, and four. Uh, so they haven't been doing well at home. You know they're going to come out hard in this game, and they're going to be energetic right off the get-go because they know Orlando's tired and having run across, you know, flown across the country, and 
on top of all that, they're at altitude, so they're going to want to make Orlando uh, run a lot early in this game. So I, I anticipate it to be a a fast paced game from the hosts. Orlando's going to have to hold the ball when they get it. Uh, I anticipate they're going to get probably pressed pretty good early. So they have to take care of the ball, break lines, and maintain possession, and then work it back whenever they can to get some breaks. Absolutely. Um, look, Orlando's going to have to play a very solid defense. The the um, as you mentioned, they're probably going to press. Can't give up the early goal. You you have to keep RSL off the board, actually completely, if you're going to have a chance. Just because of the altitude and and legs are going to tire sooner than normal. Especially on short rest and flying across the country. So everything is going against Orlando City as far as the logistics go. Um, so defensively need to be solid. Um, there may be some rotation based on you know how many minutes guys played. We'll have to see. I have a feeling Oscar might put out the the normal starting eleven, but even if if he does, the hope is going to be that they score early because he's going to have to bring some of the other guys on sooner than, you know, he's not going to be able to wait till the 70th minute again. You know, right. you're going to see half, you're going to see halftime adjustments and guys going in. So yeah, yeah for it's, sure. it's difficult. It, the good thing here is that they've, they played Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night. So it's like at least one extra day of recovery. True. True. Um, as I mentioned, Real Salt Lake is good against the East this year, three, one and one against the Eastern conference. Uh, including that 1-0 win at Toronto in their last game. So uh, both teams coming off wins against Toronto. That's unusual. Um, mm-hmm. Demir Krylock, Danny Mosovsky, Pablo Ruiz, and Jefferson Savarino are the four guys with four goals. And um, Andres Gomez and Savarino have been the, the primary setup men with five goals for Gomez, or five assists for Gomez and four for Savarino. So really Jefferson Savarino, Four goals, four assists. He's a guy you got to watch. Um, yeah. They will possibly be without Ruiz. He's listed as questionable. But I feel like when Orlando lists people as questionable, they're really doubtful. And I feel like when other teams list people as questionable, they really are questionable. It could go either way. They also have somebody listed as probable, which you hardly ever see anyone in MLS do anymore. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ruiz is listed as probable. Chang, Michael Chang is listed as uh, questionable. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, we'll probably see. Ruiz. We'll probably see Ruiz, but there is a chance that we might not. We'll see. We'll see how the uh, the healing goes. Anyway, um, Dave, key matchup from you and your score prediction, if you please. Yeah, I, I kind of already mentioned a, a bunch of them, but the main one is going to be uh, Orlando City has got to get the early goal. They cannot be chasing this game. Um, they need to be able to to get on the board so that um, you know they can rest the legs a little bit, last a little longer, and hopefully allow the defense to see them through to a point. Um, that being said, we mentioned all the things that are going against them. I still feel pretty good about this team. I I know they're feeling good about themselves. So I'm going to say they they keep the results going, but it's going to be a one one draw uh, in Utah. That would be a good result. I was thinking of this before that with this game and then going to Atlanta next week uh, on the weekend, playing on that turf indoors. If the team can get two points from these two games, these two road games, that's a, that's a pretty good haul in terms of what they've been, what they've been doing and and how they've been um, 
you know, accumulating points. If they just get two, that's fine. If they get four, that's fantastic. And if by some crazy circumstance they get six, that would be insanely good. <laughs> I'm not expecting six out of the next two road games. I will say, though, this team, this game I expect to be close. I expect to go down the wire. So for me, the key matchup is going to be Orlando against that altitude. So that means they're going to have to manage the game early and watch how much running they do. So you may see guys not making as many runs as they normally do and, and playing a very cautious attacking style. And you might also see uh, the team maybe conceding possession rather than trying to get, you know, trying to break down press because um, pressure on them could be could be pretty hazardous. So this might be one of those games where they're willing to lump the ball forward and then try to win it themselves and and hit on the counter. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think uh, there's just again, there's just so much preponderance of stuff that's been streaking. And I'm I'm I know I'm usually the guy who says, show me something different and I'll believe something different can happen. But at this point, there's just so many weird things going on in in what Real Salt Lake's doing streak wise. I'm going to predict a one nil loss in this game, but I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if they drew or even won the game because they have been in, in fantastic form. I guess what I'm saying is they've been looking really, really great lately. And I, I just, I've been hurt so many times. I don't know if I can trust them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's tough. That's, it's tough to accept. Uh, like you say, we've, you know, we've burned our hand on the stove so, so many times. So, yeah, for sure. All right, Dave, we'll come back next week and see what we see with from this Real Salt Lake game. And we'll be looking ahead to the Atlanta United game a week from Saturday. We are. I'm going to be tired because I will have driven all day Monday to get back here for this for the show. Uh, so bear with me if I feel a little or if I seem a little less energetic than usual. and. You know, I listened back to part of the show earlier in the week and I was pretty, pretty uh, dog tired for that one as well. So um, these uh, these games don't just affect the team. This many games in a row uh, affect those of us that cover the team as well. So um, especially those of us that have been working out and trying to get back into shape that we have we have ridiculously let go for so long. So, um, yeah, it's been been doing a lot of walking and uh, some days really catches up to us so uh well, especially with the uh the no caffeine thing too yeah yeah and i will say though too that i feel so even keeled so much of the time i don't feel any of those crashes or they my body jones in for, you know sometimes your body just decides to i'm just gonna shut down a little bit to make you go get some caffeine and um i haven't been having that so uh just That's about good. six weeks six weeks uh without caffeine and and enjoying it and uh, i don't necessarily recommend it for everyone there, there are mornings when I wish I had it, uh, but I know that in the afternoon I'm glad I didn't have it because in the afternoon I'm fine and I'm awake and I'm and I'm not yawning and and I'm thinking if I had caffeine in the morning, my body would probably be yawning and trying to get me to go get more caffeine. Well, I'm proud of you, sir. Well, I appreciate that. Somebody, somebody needs to be. Uh, yeah. Anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here? 
I don't think so. I think we've uh, effused enough upon a uh, four four nil win, and and as justly deserved as it was. All right. Well, that will do it for episode number three fifty nine. We didn't have a guest this week, so we will thank you, the listener, for listening to this show. We ask that you, again, if you haven't already done so, rate us, review us. Even if you have, maybe go to a different platform and rate us and review us. Uh, that would be fine. We would get to then reap those results as well from the the algorithm noticing that people are are active and uh, and interacting with the show. Uh, we would appreciate that, of course. If you just make sure you're subscribed and you download every week, even if you don't listen to us, those downloads also help us. So we would love that. Um, send in your questions next week, and we'll we'll answer them. They can be about anything. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You you must know want to know something. Yeah, or or you know maybe you want our opinion on something. Yeah, we're we are opinionated guys. We're happy to do that. Yeah, we will give you a, our opinions and. Sometimes we'll do it even without being asked. Oh, yeah. Very often. All right. Well, make sure you read our stuff at themainland.com. Of course, you can follow Dave on Twitter at the main at mainland Dave, sorry, and me at mainland Michael and the mainland at the mainland. So there's a lot of Twitters that you can follow. You can follow the Scoperp Soccer podcast at Scoperp Soccer on Twitter. Uh, and if you're not listening to that and you're a Pride fan, why aren't you listening? It's where it's all at now. Yep. And we got lots to talk about on our, our next podcast about the pride as well. So uh, we're going to ask everybody to enjoy your weekend and uh, like us on Facebook. I forgot that one. And uh, again, check out our website on the front page. There's a little ad there for our buy me a coffee subscription. It's not actually for coffee. You don't get coffee from that. I mean, neither we do don't we. get coffee from it either. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the website that serves as our subscription service if you want premium content and that includes our monday newsletter which may be a day late this week i'm not saying that i'm definitely not <laughs> going to do it for monday but i am on vacation so it may be tuesday uh but you get every week you get a newsletter exclusive content from the writers from the mainland uh we drop stuff some from time to time in the uh in the posts on the buy me a coffee page itself uh there are quarterly watch parties and stuff and all kinds of cool stuff coming. And you have a chance to maybe win prizes, get discounts on our merchandise and all kinds of stuff. So there's there's some added value there for you if you want it. And in fact, if you come in at a designated player level and you stay for two months, you can commission a podcast about any subject that you want. Just let us know what that is and we'll do a show about it. Yeah, we. I'm looking forward to that first one. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And and potentially terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, potentially. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for episode 359. Only thing left for us to do is what we always do at the end, and that's to say, go city.